Welcome back to the How to Decorate podcast from Ballard Designs. We want to teach you how to decorate your home and unleash your inner decorator. So we'll be interviewing interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world, sharing the trials and triumphs of our own homes, and also answering your decorating questions. I'm Caroline. I run the Ballard Designs blog, How to Decorate. And I'm Karen Mooney, and I had a branding at Ballard. Taryn is not with us today. Yeah, she got lucky and went yeah. on vacation. She hasn't <laughs> she hasn't quite gotten back to work full time, so we're missing her. But we have an amazing guest today. Yes, one of our favorites. We're welcoming back, and we're not even doing trials and triumphs because we just want extra time with Suzanne Kassler. Hi, Suzanne. <laughs> it's great to be here. Welcome yeah. back. Welcome Thank back. Excited. It's exciting to be here. Yeah, you've got a lot going on, so I want to get you in here and talk to you all mm-hmm. about it. Yes, it's been a very busy start of the year. I feel like you're <laughs> constantly going. Every time I see you, you're like, I'm leaving tomorrow. I'm coming back next week. And you're never, ever sitting still. Well, it is interesting, and it seems like all the designers that I talk to, um, the world really has become you know, if it's not global, certainly we're all traveling outside of our area for work. And mm-hmm. so between the design work and then all of the kind of extra design conferences, and I just got back from nine days at High Point, the furniture market, mm-hmm. there's just um, a lot of other activities that, you know, just to stay relevant, it's really mm-hmm. exciting, but it does take a lot of time of travel. Yeah. How do you stay relevant? I want to talk about that a second. <laughs> let's di- Let's digress. Well, I think um, staying relevant is just, um, I think we stay relevant just by keeping up with being out there. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I will say that, um, and and one thing, it's not only like when you do travel, a lot of the times what I, the way I stay relevant is shopping and not only shopping at antique places and flea markets, but shopping at a lot of the retail Uh stores and fashion, Uh because I think they kind of do a lot to... Um, influence and and kind of keep you know us all fresh and in our approach to yeah. even interior design. Yeah, they lead the way. I well, think it seems sort trend. of like a like a cyclical thing. Like the more inspired you are by your travels and what's going on in your life, the better your projects, your client projects will be. Right, and then the more out, outstanding, inspirational your client projects are, the more likely they'll be in a magazine, and then that keeps your name. Relevant, you know, right? That's what and I then you get to travel is. more because the more I see someone, <laughs> yeah, in a magazine, I'm like, oh yeah, I love their work. That's yeah. that's true. And then one thing, I just finished my next book. It's on oh, pre-sale. What? It went on pre-sale three days ago. Did it with um, Amazon.com? And it's um, and that it's with Rizzoli, and it's um, it's really exciting to have that done. What's it called? Um, Sophisticated Simplicity. Ooh, and it's, it's I have to um, Google it right yeah, now. Really exciting about it, but um, like you were looking. saying about just having, um, you know, all the exposure and like you know all the things that designers are doing, it's, and so many designers are doing fabulous books, mm-hmm. and it's a great way to share and inspire all the people around us, and yeah. that's how I get inspired a lot, even from other designer books. Mm-hmm. So yeah. speaking of that, do you have anyone else's books lately that you're liking, or just your own? I say just your own. <laughs> well, I have. There's a lot of new books that have come out. Um, they mm-hmm. uh, the books come out in this um, spring, and then the fall. So, oh, was um, there a cycle like that? I yeah, didn't know they that. really they. So, um, what's interesting is a lot of the books came out in the fall, and right. so we had you know we had uh, Gil Schaefer at our house for um, hosting. He stayed at the house and he did a big book signing at ADAC and. You know, then um, there's, you know, certainly there's there's a number of the Atlanta group, mm-hmm. McAlpine yeah. and Beth Webb have new mm-hmm. books that are really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my other, a new book that just came out, another one of the McAlpine group is Ray Booth. His oh, book my. just came out. So it's kind of like right now, there's some things there's a coming lot of out. Good stuff, yeah. So um, there's probably almost more than I can remember, but what's yeah. happening um I'm going to go to the La Cienega conference in LA mm-hmm. in a couple mm-hmm. weeks and there'll be a lot of the new books there. Yeah. And so you kind of almost have to be kind of reminded because there's so many, a, a lot of new ones have just come out and then certainly a number of group of them were out in the fall. Yeah. So it's really exciting for design and for all the consumers because you know everyone's kind of sharing and they're doing, the books are kind of, 
a kind of an adjunct to being published in the magazines. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of been a great combination. Well, it's a great vehicle to show all the stuff that doesn't get published, right? Right. Do you hoard your photography or do you go back and um, photograph things later? Or do you take a picture when you do the project? Do you do all your photography and then hold on to it? Or do you go back later when you're going to do a book? Well, um, this is it actually it's surprising. It's my third book. And it's very different than the first book. The first book, a lot of the photographs were done with magazines. Mm. And the second book, it was kind of a com- combination with magazines and my own um, having the photographers. And this time, we found that most of the photographs we did ourselves. Mm. And only a couple we shared with the magazines. And that way, it's almost it gives you a little bit more freedom mm-hmm. yeah. in how it's being used on your own website and and how you share it. Right. So there's still a combination. And a lot of times if we know we think a job might be right for the magazine and we scout it, um, a lot, there's a lot of sharing now. And co, it's that co-partnership that you start seeing with the, with the magazines and the designers. Now, do you have one photographer that shoots everything in the book and one stylist? Or do you kind of like... Spread the love. Yeah, well, because... Or do you It'd like be, find someone yeah. you love and you stick with them? We, I really have found that um, in my books, I do not hire one photographer for my book. Mm-hmm. I have a, a lot of designers have done that. In fact, most people I think have one designer for their book. I actually have found that as my book has kind of unfolded and different projects kind of get assembled, that having um, a different groups of designers because some people are I have a few favorite obviously photographers that mm-hmm. really end up being right for that particular project or yeah. the timing of when they can be available and then sometimes we're sharing it with the magazine and a photographers kind of on board with that yeah um so that part of it um I kind of see uh that I'm, I have I have a number of photographers in my book mm-hmm. but in terms of the styling um, my the vice president in my office, Keith Arnold, who mm-hmm. is fabulous at styling. We have found that we actually style our own projects, so we That's, we don't yeah. really bring in a stylist. Mm-hmm. We actually end up being the stylist. Yeah, that just reminds me. You should tell people about your newsletter real quick because Keith has a little article in that too, and it's yes. such a fun and interesting yeah. newsletter that people can. I think you can subscribe, and it comes right to your inbox, right? Yes, it's called Inspired. Um, I will say that because we had a big launch at. High point with my new furniture collection. Um, there, I did not. We did not do our. Issue. <laughs> you skipped. <laughs> That's okay. but we're going to go back to it. It's called Inspired. You can look up the other issues. I'm and um, Keith has um, a, a, t- a whole column called Keith, etc. Mm-hmm. And it's really it's him cute. sharing, um, and it's really great. And actually, you know, we love just you know, when you go back and look. It's really. A great way for us to have a blog without really doing a blog every yeah. day. We kind of do it three times a year. Mm-hmm. And you have like your fun. You have fashion picks in there. It's all kinds. Yeah, of we stuff. do. We do. It's um, not just. Fa- yeah, we we pick things. Oh. We show our product. We mix up things. We have a guest room. We call it. We ask five questions to. You know, we've had. Um, Anne Mashburn. Yeah, we had. Right? Uh, we had Anne <laughs> Mashburn. We had. Um, Gil Schaefer, mm-hmm. we had our, my book agent Jill Cohen. Um, we've That's had, fun. yeah, we've had just it's it's fun to see, and we just ask them five questions, including what's their favorite guest room. <laughs> okay, so I am. I just signed up for your newsletter on your site. Technology, and great. I'm sitting we here, and your um your portfolio shots are like flipping through on the homepage, and I feel like our, your lamp slips are in like half of these. So here's my question. Do you, when you're going to style a project for your book, do you have like certain, I hate to say props because that's the word we use, but like accessories accessories that you. Like her favorite go-tos? Yeah. Because if you're going to Maine and Florida and all these places, well, I think what what we try to do for our clients is um, we, the hardest thing is kind of getting that last layer, which is the accessories that, mm-hmm. and a lot of times what we find is we have to bring those accessories to the photo shoot. Mm-hmm. And then when they do see it, they will actually keep them right. mm-hmm. and buy them. Um, and what I will say is we really try to have the accessories kind of be indigenous to the area where the project is. Mm-hmm. And you can own, um, we can use our props and our certain accessories we love 
when we do um, our photo shoots for product. And um, but we when we do clients' houses, we really have to find things that are one of a kind. Oh, yeah, more, that more. makes sense. And mm-hmm. we might buy a collection of things, and but we just have to style them differently. Uh-huh. Right, right. So I want to ask. So you mentioned lamp slips, which is a yeah. product that you designed for Ballard, and we sell. We've sold it, I think, since your very first collection we introduced. Right, as sculptures. Yeah. Yeah. So what is a lamp slip? Well, what what was interesting, you know, um, years ago, I went to Ainsworth Noah and they had bought a, a, a group of lamp slips when they were, I think, at the flea market in Paris. And what they are, they're kind of the um, the form that the lamps would be made from. Mm-hmm. So it's oh. like a... So they, it's, it's, they're done, they were done in this, you know, um, plaster bisque because then you could take them and you could make them any finish or color. So oh. it was interesting when they bought them, they were not made into the lamps they're just sculptures Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so then we kept them as sculptures and it really was great because um it's those have really been used and we actually still do mix those in because what it shows is it's really great having different proportions and over scale proportions and layering of kind of the same material Mm um we were just shooting on location and Sometimes I'll style stuff and your new black ones are in. And I feel like that totally changed the look. The whole vibe. And oh my God, I feel like I could put them in every single shot. They're very sexy. They're, yeah, they look amazing. Anyways, I just felt like you needed to know that because they're (laughs) Well, it's it's interesting because, you know, I've always worked from white, but we all decided that black, and I did a, uh, one of the rooms, you know, in black and white. I mean, it's kind of interesting how that does resonate and all of us in design try to kind of stay you know we kind of bring in different tones and and black has kind of been a trend right now right Mm -hmm. i've seen a lot of black walls lately are you doing black walls i have not done black walls but i did see a lot and i was at the show house here last night for the opening Mm -hmm. the southeast show house which is beautiful and we have such amazing talent in um atlanta or in all the southeast, and um, I saw two things: darker walls, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. lots and lots of wall covering in uh, every room. I mean, the yeah. living room to bedrooms, not just you know, it used to be more secondary rooms. Right. Mm-hmm. It's interesting how wall covering is a huge, making a huge comeback. Are you using that in your projects? I have always used um, the I day Gornation. Grass yeah, the glass cloth, right? and I've always, for years, used the um, Degournay and Gracie wall covering that's mm-hmm. hand painted, mm-hmm. um, and also I've always used wall coverings in um, bedrooms and bathrooms. But you know, really, we're seeing it being used just in more the main places, right? Everywhere, like you said, yeah. So when you were at the the show house, did you feel like it was mostly pattern? Was it texture? Was it like what? What was the wallpaper? There was yeah. a, really a mix, but there was a, certainly a lot more pattern wall covering. Than, Bold, like yeah. big scale. Yeah. and Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it felt like grass cloth was like really out there for a while. Like two yes. years ago. I saw like a lot room, more pattern right, right now. A lot uh-huh. more pattern mixed in. But it's really, um, there's just a lot more, you know, things going on in design. Well, the but then I also some, saw some of the darker walls. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. The technology with wallpaper is nice these days because you can pull it down easy. It's not nearly the commitment it was, <clears throat> you know. In, yeah. in former times. <laughs> okay, well, I do think that we need to talk a lot about your Southport collection. Oh, your new collection. It's so Because beautiful. it's probably your mm-hmm. biggest launch, like in terms of number of products, I would mm-hmm. think, in a while, mm-hmm. right? You've got a bed. Yes. You've got yes. chairs, dining yes. collection. Yeah, where did the inspiration come from? Tell us all about well, it. Well, this is exciting because um, it's my wicker collection. Um, I think that's, are we calling it wicker or rattan? I guess there's two words. Okay, wait. Can What's I tell you yes. what I yes. learned? Yes, What's what can difference? we learn? Because we've been seeing <laughs> both, both things being kind of well, described. Well, I had to Google it. So apparently, you probably already know this, but like rattan is the actual material. Oh, uh-huh. Wicker is the weave. Oh, so, so it's both. It's both. Oh. Well, I've always just called it the Wicker Collection, but I don't know. Um, well, it is because it is made yeah. of rattan. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. so it's rattan yeah. woven in the wick, in a yeah, wicker. Yeah. Well, I had um, it was three years ago. I um, was at the Paris flea market where I go off about once a year. I always go, 
And it's amazing how inspiring it is. And I never have really an agenda when I go, but I just, you know, walk the market. And when I see things that I kind of respond to, I just, I do buy them. But I have found that um, I don't really buy for my clients as much as I have bought just for my own self, even though now my house is full. So I am selling some of the things to my clients. You are? Oh, yes. what about to us? I know. So so anyway, I found I this beautiful, be I know, it, it, I found this beautiful um, wicker day bed and it's so beautiful. And I and it was you know just a, the and it was natural wicker and mm-hmm. and and and, it, and then when I went to the um, I went over to the Dior um, store and they have a new home store and they were selling these beautiful little wicker handmade baskets like kind of little like serving dishes and placemats and then I went to the Hermes store and they were showing this beautiful natural wicker tray mm. and so. When I I bought, had bought the bed, and then I kind of, um, when I do get ready to present ideas to my um, partners, I kind of, we all looked at the wicker, and I said, I, I just feel like it's time to do a wicker collection again. Mm-hmm. I mean, or just, you know, a, a new wicker collection. And so it was interesting um, how now we're, you know, people are really loving the wicker. And what I'm seeing is this whole one mix of a casual pieces mixed into like even your main house. Mm-hmm. I mean, wicker used to be thought of as more coastal mm-hmm. and now I'm seeing it kind of done mm-hmm. um, a little bit of everywhere. And it's kind of, and the way we did it, I think it's, I was, when we did our photo shoot of it, it's beautiful. It is so well-made. It's like the kind of wicker pieces that would last for years and years. And it was, I was really excited by the quality. And I know the design team at Ballard worked really hard because we had a lot of prototypes sent that we kind mm. of tweaked and asked them to kind of work on. And it really, in the end, is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you this? What was it about that particular day bed that you liked? Was it just the material or did you also really love the shape? Because I feel like the pattern that sort of is the thread throughout it is unique too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, it has a pattern and... It was kind of, you know, because the one thing is when we looked at the daybed, we did not actually translate that exact daybed into the collection. Um, we all kind of debated about it. It's kind of um, whether it would really be something. It's kind of one of what I call a one-off piece. It's kind of more of a specialty piece. Mm-hmm. Not and everybody a lot needs of times, a daybed. You know, that is a piece we sometimes make, but it's not always kind of the anchor of your collection. Um, so... Um, what was really interesting about this day bed, it had a beautiful weave on the bed and it also had a really beautiful color. It was mm-hmm. that really pretty mm-hmm. wicker color that is just, and this bed was obviously vintage. Sort of blonde. Yeah. And it's, it, and it's it on your kind Instagram. Of, You've Instagrammed yeah, and it. You I did Instagram. Check out Suzanne's Instagram. I Instagrammed when we launched the collection. I Instagrammed the day bed kind of sh- telling people, you know, how things, I do get inspired mm-hmm. by finding pieces. Talk to us about the timeline. Like how long does it take to go from you're <laughs> in Paris and you buy this day bed to, okay, Collection as of next launched. Thursday, you can officially <laughs> buy the product that came out of that? Well, this was three years mm-hmm. because wow. one thing that does happen is, um, you know, when I'm doing product design, you kind of um, work on it and it takes long periods of time before you present it. And also, sometimes I buy things and I it's not in my mind that I'm... I didn't buy it with that in mind. Right. Right. I just bought it. I really liked it. And then what will happen is it's time for our, us to kind of put together our... You know, I kind of put together things in my mind or, or I put um, a whole kind of assortment together of things I'm kind of thinking about. And then it's time for me to meet with the Ballard team and we start talking about things first what items we might want to incorporate into a collection. And we really kind of plan together before, but it does inspire me. And then I might say, well, I might have found this. Sometimes I'll say, I've got this in mind. And they'll say, well, we already have that, or we don't think that's going to be what we should do. And so I went back and kind of then put together my sketches and drawings on uh, from the daybed, but it was kind of after we all kind of processed together, mm. and, and it was interesting. A, a year 
after we kind of started it because then I did my sketches and then the design team went to Paris as well that let's see probably the next year and Karen came back and said for some reason wicker is everywhere it was i remember <laughs> and it's weird walking that, that through happens. that flea market yeah. taking picture after picture after picture i think i was texting them to you yeah we don't even <laughs> like, know what happened there I, i'm like look it's everywhere so you know <laughs> we're on the right track yeah. yeah and i think that's what um you all look to your design partners for it's not like an exact science Mm-mm. and none of us quite know why things kind of come into our mind but i do think we um add that dimension to our partners in terms of staying relevant and kind of what people might be wanting next. Mm-hmm. And it is fun to yeah. to see it all come together, but it does always take longer than I'd like. <laughs> in fact, I still am waiting to, you know, we're just now seeing it coming out. Yeah. Yeah. This, the photography is beautiful. It is so pretty. I was looking, it's yeah. going to be on the front cover of, um, I think the June catalog. And then there's a whole kind of inside um, front cover double spread thing about woven and wicker and all of that. It's really, I just saw it today for the first time, but gorgeous. Well, so I know that pink is one of your favorite colors because, and like you're obviously feeling it now because it's the color of the bedroom and it was the color of your Paris apartment at right. Hickory Collection just now. Just, I guess that was last week. I yes, all those I did the Paris. High point. Yes, I, I launched the Paris apartment collection for Hickory Chair. And the reason I called it the Paris Apartment Collection is because um, what I love about Paris is the mix. You know, they um, it's not like it's just literally Paris, but what I was able to do was bring a lot of my accessories, art, objects, and just that whole kind of high-low mm-hmm. style that I always see when I go to Paris, that um, I was able to kind of bring that to a furniture showroom. Yeah. And I always try to do that with all of my product partners. Because, and and I love mixing kind of transitional pieces and modern pieces, um, casual pieces and kind of more, maybe more high-end pieces. And so um, one of the things that, and I did think of this a year ago, I always, when I first launched my collection at Hickory, I used the Day Gournay wall covering in that beautiful blue, um, blue gray kind of blue green color and we've used the panels for the last 10 years they never mm-hmm. go out of style mm-hmm. so this time when i was doing a new launch it was kind of a big launch i kept thinking of pink and i do love pink and mm-hmm. even though it's sometimes you don't know if you want to embrace it in its total <laughs> so i was in london and met with hannah and the day gournay team hannah's the daughter of um the owner and I and I had been seeing that Amazonian pattern that fashion was just putting everywhere. Right. So we decided to do that Amazonian um, pattern, which is so fun. But I said I'm going to just do it in this, the beautiful pink that really no one can get that pink except the Europeans. Oh, really? <laughs> they really cannot get pink. It's just the perfect shade of pink. But we did all the um, drawing in taupe and creams and whites. So what you really do see is just this beautiful pink. And it was quite interesting to um, install it in kind of a temporary mm. industrial building. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because we were sending pictures. They wanted pictures when we were installing. And they were like, oh, my goodness. There are pipes going through <laughs> the places and because the ceiling is just a con- you know just a mess it's an old then, building yeah. it's the old industrial building and then they said we 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 think that we need to send someone from london to um, <laughs> paint on top you know and we said when do we get the lighting in and, yeah. but it was it was really cute and very fun and it's uh, we're now going to take the pink panels to the la cienega windows we're doing a window at oh, um, the mansour rug company is kind of having us we're doing one of their windows so we decided to take hickory chair and the pink windows there. Okay. But I love pink. And also what I did um, I, when I did the Ballard collection for the wicker, I ended up using pink there as well. It, it looks amazing. I love and the I think canopies. when you think about it, yeah. Um, and then it just so happens that in fashion, pink is trending. Mm-hmm. So I think we're all influenced a lot, even if it's subliminally. Is mm-hmm. that the way you say it? Yeah. <laughs> I think that we're all kind of influenced a lot by what's happening almost when we don't notice. Right, mm-hmm. right. Because suddenly, and I'm like not a girly girl, you know, generally I don't like a ruffle or a flounce very much, but 
I'm very attracted to pink right now. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I would own a pink bag or pink yeah. shoes or whatever. And you're right. I think it's just out there and it sort of gets mm-hmm. in your brain. And you're like, oh, it's, but it's such a flattering color. Yeah. Totally. We all look really pretty. It's great for a, a lovely for pink that reason. glow. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. painted the ceiling of my guest room. Blush. Yeah. yeah. I know. It's beautiful. All of my guests look <laughs> and so amazing. It, it ended up translating to all, like all of my um, product partners. Um, and when we did the bedding and we just, we brought in that pink again. Well, maybe it's you. Maybe you single-handedly yeah. Yeah. made all of us blush. love blush. <laughs> Pinks. You know, I've always, I have always embraced it. So I want to talk about your dining table in this rattan collection because yes. it's, it's an interesting size to me. It's like extra wide, mm-hmm. right? Isn't it? Like you can yeah, put is. two yes. people at the yes. end. Why did you do that dimension? Um, well, when we were designing it, um, one of the things that's really unique about it is the detail at the leg corner. Mm-hmm. And it does have the legs at the edges, which is it's a beautiful detail. So so what you mean at the, like the at outside, outside corner? edges, like, yes. Okay. So what happened was, um, you know, we ended up making like a really big table. And I know sometimes um, we will make things because a lot of people have um, – you know, small, smaller spaces to mix furniture in. and it's. But what I love about doing furniture is that it's doing different scale. Mm-hmm. And so what I could see with this table, it's almost like it could be a library table. It could be used just as a huge big console. Mm-hmm. Um, it's de- definitely a great dining table. And you can put two chairs at one at the end. Yeah. And um, when, the, when it first came in, we really debated the scale. And we weren't, because, you know, it's kind of a big scale. Right. But it was, it, but we all said it just looked so, it was such a great scale. And the proportions were so interesting. Mm-hmm. And I do think that what um, our Ballard customers and clients want is they want the scale of things that are interesting that designers bring to them. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't, we, we're always looking for things that are maybe not quite just standard. Mm-hmm. And that is what you look for when you're trying to bring product to the marketplace as a design partner. And we have found that um, our, our our Ballard customers really, they kind of respond to it. Sure. Mm-hmm. But we um, we did talk about the scale and um, it makes, it's kind of like just, it is really not just like a wicker table. It's really like a dining table. Right. It, it's it's beautiful. Yeah. It has this really, really wide edge of, I don't know, woven rattan slash wicker. The other thing that's an unusual scale in that collection is that slipper chair, which is my oh, favorite. I'm right. trying to figure out where I can put one in my house, but I haven't oh, I quite that. landed on it yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love the, you know, those little petite um, slipper chairs. Are, can, they can be a bench, a little corner piece. They looked great as a little bench at the end of the bed. But mm-hmm. I love... Again, scale. I always um, have found these small scale chairs are surprisingly comfortable and mm-hmm. they really kind of style up a room. They're very mm-hmm. stylish. Mm-hmm. So I love what they bring to a design room. And you can fit one anywhere. I yes. mean, like, because it's so little. Yeah. And, and it doesn't have a arms. high back. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's just really sort and of it's, low. And again, it, they, it's a beautiful, they did a beautiful job on it. Yeah. Have you bought a bunch that you're hoarding? <laughs> I know. I always call Ballard and tell them that they haven't ordered enough because I bought more than they ordered. What do you? Here's my question, though. What do you do with them all? Like I know, right now, I I need another house. I can't buy anything else. I know that's why I'm selling some of my things to my clients that I saved for myself. Well, the one thing what happens when you do, you kind of get done, you know, and then you kind of style your house differently. But I always love all my pieces, so. It's so wait, but I thought you had told me before, though, in your own home, you kind of do it and you're done. You don't. You're not constantly rearranging. Well, one you? thing I did for a long time is I edited to the really favorite pieces. However, mm-hmm. I will say when we just did the photo shoot at my house, I had found that I had found a beautiful marble table at the Paris Flea Market, and I bought it. Mm-hmm. And kind of like the day bed, it sat in storage for maybe a year and a half. So I did bring it over to the house, and then I moved another table. And switched out that table. And I kind of, what I find is I'll edit pieces now that are really, oh. that kind of are really special. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, um, and then I took the one piece and moved it to another room. And then I took that piece and moved it to one of the other rooms. <laughs> so I kind of, 
still have my collection, but I do see now I don't change up the room so much because mm-hmm. once you kind of get to your favorite pieces. Right. And as a designer, I really, you know, you it's all about the memories of collecting that mm-hmm. make it special. Okay. This is just maybe this true. Tell me true or false. Since you're doing this all day for clients, I imagine that for a lot of designers, and maybe this is the case with you, you don't necessarily come home and want to do your own house because you've been thinking about that all day and you just want to like come home and relax. Well, I would say that designers are always, and it is funny, I, all the designers I know, we always are out looking and shopping. Always. That does make, it's part of being a designer. It just, I just noticed that every single one of them, the designers that I know, they just have a love and a passion that is unusual. But one thing that happens when I finally did get our, most of us, when we get our house ready to be photographed, it might take a number of years to do that. And it's always kind of the best thing seeing a designer's house photographed because it really does show their personal style. Mm-hmm. And once that happened, and like I said, maybe now I add art pieces, I might st- switch out a piece of furniture here and there. What I love most coming home is the house has all my favorite things in it. Mm-hmm. And it's very, yeah. it kind of inspires me. And and I actually love that I'm not doing a project. But I will say for a number of years, it was a work in process. And in a way, it's stressful for a designer because you are the last person to get the attention. Right. Mm-hmm. And you do you sit and watch television, look around the room going, oh, <laughs> that pillow. No one will work on my project. <laughs> I have no time. Okay. So I was, this sort of dovetails with the question I had written down. I asked everyone at our photo shoot last week when I was making a list of everything I wanted to ask, what they wanted to ask. Right. Because Suzanne, you've been coming to our photo shoots for 10 years. I don't know, seven years, a long time. A long time. Well, it's more been than exciting. Five. Yes. And so they five. all know you. They yes. don't always all get to interrupt. You know, we probably, there's probably 20 people on set working on three different Right. You know, rooms right. and stuff. And so they, Keith and I love coming. Yeah. So they might not get to work with you or talk to you a lot, but they see you and they've been watching you for years. Yes. So they have questions. So they? one of them was, if you had to hire a designer to do your house, Ooh. who would it be? <gasps> She's not going to answer. <laughs> that one I just You'd have to say know. Keith. It could be dead or alive. I feel yeah. like you have to say <laughs> Keith. <laughs> I think that one, I I don't, do not even know how to answer that one. You know, really. I would say. All right. Yes. That one I would say is... Because one thing that happens as a designer, and I think most designers, there's so there, you always have like maybe a number of people that really inspire you a lot and are your favorites, and that kind of also kind of evolves, you know. And then it, you know, maybe and because you that never comes up. Like if you had to hire a designer, <laughs> there's not not one. There would probably be, I'd have to hire like six designers, you know? Mm. Six? We have time for six. <laughs> you can go through that. Imagine I'm not the sure who that would ensue would if right. we had six right. designers working on a project. <laughs> right. <laughs> With a difficult client like the other designer. That right, exactly. Okay, well, here is another question. What is something that you did in your own home that you regret or that you had to fix later? What I did is I decided that I had used um, my, you know, white a lot in my kitchen. So I decided when I did my new house, I was going to, I picked a beautiful color that was kind of an um, off-white, kind of a really off-white. So I painted the walls and all the cabinets. And um, I did, and it was a mistake. Uh-huh. You and got so, in there and you are like, ugh. So what happened is maybe I lived with it for a year. And then the other thing is I never would pick a backsplash. I never could decide. I had marble counters beautiful white marble counters, but I didn't really have, I could not decide Mm -hmm. on a backsplash. And I really felt sympathy more for my clients (laughs) because I was really kind of having a trouble making that commitment. So about the time that um, Architectural Digest said they were going to photograph my house, right? I mean, literally, probably three months before they came, (laughs) I decided to paint the entire kitchen and the walls white dove. And then I put an overscaled Waterworks um, handmade white tile on the backsplash. And I love it, but I realized that was probably one of the biggest mistakes. And I did wait until John was out of town (laughs) and I didn't want to really mention it because you're thinking, oh my gosh, you know, I really, that was kind of a big thing. So Mm -hmm. the paint was the mistake. Yes. And the good thing is it was paint, 
But painting cabinets is oh. different than painting walls. Yes. yes. That is an expensive mistake. Yeah. And you have a generously sized kitchen. Yeah. Y'all can Google yeah. it. You'll see. <laughs> and what a pain in the neck because you got to unload all your cabinets. Right. It, then you don't have a kitchen for... You don't yeah. cook. That a lot. was a big. That was my biggest. <laughs> that's what I said. You said, "What is your one of the?" <laughs> no, that's a great answer. But it was uh, interesting that, and I did wait a little while. I lived with it for a while, but it was interesting for me, um, in terms of what I realized. <laughs> well, it is interesting when you make a mistake, or you know, or do something in your own home that you don't love, and you, you I, often I'll do that where I'll be like, "All right, I'm going to live with it and see." And right. it, to me, it just gets worse. Yes. And right. worse it's to so look funny. at to the point where you're just like, I can't look yeah. at another moment. But I did find renovating a house and doing my own house and designers find it really is a laboratory for experimentation. Mm-hmm. And you do want to kind of push things and do some things that are that you might not have done. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's kind of always been a really um, positive thing about even if there is a mistake that you can <laughs> always fix. Because I feel like, yeah, you've told me um, – about some flooring or something you put in there because you wanted to be able to bring clients over and say, here's yes. what it looks like. Well, it's interesting. It really ended up being, um, I did things, at, you know, but it's, we've been in our house now. It's been almost um, nine or 10 years, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, but when we did the house, you know, I, I did some things that we hadn't done mm-hmm. um, at the time. And it really ended up being a great place to kind of reference. And so yeah. I think that's what's great about design. To, you know, that you can, and if you do get a chance to, and I always say to designers, that's why doing your own house, it so shows your own style. It's a great way to, the editors and people love seeing your own house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the one thing you should finish enough to get photographed, even if you decide to change everything in it later. Right. <laughs> well, because I think people want to connect with you. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, before right. they right. call you to hire you. I feel like there's nothing more revealing than seeing someone's house. I know. Yeah. I mean... Just because, like you said, you can put you can do whatever you want there within the constraints of your space, obviously. But yeah. there's sort of no rules, and so you can do you can pick your favorite art or things you've collected. I don't know. I just right. feel like it's revealing about a person's personality. True. There's so many options, though. I would be so intimidated by all those options. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's exciting, though. There's <laughs> lots of options. There are a lot of options. Yeah. Today, man. Okay, I'm just going to go through this list. Of, oh, there's more questions. Well, oh, this is oh my gosh, there are more hand. questions that I can even ask in this time. So, Ooh. all right, we're going to ask you, grill <laughs> we'll to, you a little bit more. Is that cool? Well, okay, well, a lot of them actually had more questions about you. You personally. Like, yeah. And and Ooh. not just your design work. But but they're they're good ones. Like, what is your guilty pleasure? Is shopping? <laughs> I think that counts. Yes, that yeah, could count. Shopping. I love it. You also like sweets, I think. <laughs> so shopping more. Yeah. Yes. I would give up chocolate over shopping. I would give up shopping over chocolate. You would? Yes. Yeah. You like chocolate well, more than shopping? Okay, wait. Can I? Does online shopping count? Yes, all shopping. Okay, but well, I, I, have I, I have like great, shopping I mean, in the stores. To, I, I, I'm not like online as much as I am. Experience. I like to really yeah. It's a go very out. different experience when yeah. you walk I into really, a place and you feel it. I really go out visually. And, and it's funny, if I can have the most stressed, exhausting schedule. And what unwinds for me is to go out to all the shops. And people yeah. are like, I, they can't even believe I would even think about it. Mm-hmm. And that is, that I, I really do. That does blow yeah. my Just mind. Just go wander around. Okay. <laughs> 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 Um, let's see. Wait, what was the last book you read? Um, the B- Bunny Melon book about her oh, life. Oh yeah, and it was really okay. interesting. And what's you know when you I, I loved reading that. It was very it was a really interesting book. And I like biographies. I do too. Yeah. I do too. Do you have a work uniform, and what is it? You know, I one thing I will say is that um, today work is certainly a lot more casual. But at the same time, um, what I probably do is I have a lot of, I kind of have a more classic kind of dresser that with neutrals and things. And then I, I do a lot with accessories. And what my favorite thing is all my, um, all the designer jewelry. I just love Marnie and Reese Van Noten and Chanel. And mm-hmm. um, I just love the accessories. Fendi, I will mm-hmm. really kind of, add those pieces in to, I think, mix in with kind of a more classic kind of 
look that I like. I don't think I've ever seen or recall ever seeing you wear a print or pattern. That is true. Uh-huh. And it was interesting when I was at High Point. I ha- I did buy one printed skirt from Ann Mashburn, and I actually did wear it. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a picture of it, of me, and I'll show you. Photographic evidence. And it actually, but I wore it with like a navy sweater, so mm-hmm. that it was kind of toned down. And I, but I, and I really, actually, it was pretty, it, I really liked it, but I would not wear a, a total print thing. Head to toe. Yeah. I think that. But I, I will buy a print scarf and mm-hmm. an accessory. But I did buy, I have bought, like, I think the skirts, if you kind of have, I've kind of been attracted to those, mm-hmm. this market. Because right now, everything is print. Yes. And it as a designer, blows. one thing you do love, I love to, you know, you do want to stay um, current with fashion. Yeah. But the one thing that's happened in the workplace, <clears throat> the reason there's really, I don't have like a set um, thing because... You kind of, um, it's just that work has, it's more casual. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you know, when you think of the days, you're not dressing up. Right. Like, you know, like you think of, I don't know. <laughs> but maybe maybe you... we're not like in a downtown corporate kind of office. Right. And designers are always out moving and seeing and, um, you know, we're presenting and working with clients. And so you have to be stylish and updated, but not too dressed up. I think too, even when you wear, when one these days wears something that's very nice and lovely to work, you, you, I think someone, you sort of intentionally dress it down a little bit. Right. You know, you don't <laughs> right. want to look too. It's the high-low. Yeah. Stuffy right. or I don't right. even know yeah. the words, but yeah. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think that's fair. What do you do with John besides shop? No. <laughs> <laughs> Maxie doesn't shop. He, goes, he plays golf. No, John and I, I mean, we love to travel. You like to travel together. He loves travel. I mean, mm-hmm. we travel. We do a lot of travel together. Yeah. He loves it. A lot of people get bored in movies, you know? And they're like, oh, I can't sit for well, two the reason hours I, and watch I that. I found the reason I do not watch movies at the movie theater is because uh, we travel. John and I do travel a lot. We love it. But um, it's because on, on the in the airplanes, I'm I will watch the movies. Yes. And then, so I have found that I can really see all the movies. Yeah. Right on the airplane and then I don't want to watch I'd rather watch them there when you're kind of in a captured right, place right yeah. so the place I do watch movies is on the airplane mm-hmm. and then it kind of takes that place yeah, yeah. no I do too it does feel time but yeah John and I love so to travel much. and um and then um you know our daughter Alexandra she lives in Nashville and works for the cute designer there Sarah Bartholomew mm-hmm. and so she's in the design world too so we you know, there's just a lot of travel that we all do. Okay, if you could only go to one place for the rest of your life, like one trip, where would it be? Paris. <laughs> I feel mm-hmm. like I knew that answer. Is that your that favorite shopping city? It is. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, I, fi- I am more comfortable there. And you just find inspiration, really. There's it's a just... small city, which yes. I don't think a lot of people realize. You know, yes. it's very walkable. You can really traverse right. that whole city on foot if you want and you work right. hard at it in a day. Right. Um, but like you said, like every little nook and cranny has some interesting, amazing little, yeah. you know, like butter knife shop or something. And it's amazing <laughs> to me. I'm continually amazed that they survive, that right. they can, that I can go back and every time find the most unique artisans. And it doesn't matter, like you said, whether it's selling a little ice cream, whether it's selling an apron, whether it's selling lighting. There's just, it's just a really, um, and it's, and, and I'm certainly, and as you know, it's just a beautiful city anyway, it but it's always inspiring aside from the museums. Um, but I don't know. It's just, an, it's interesting that it's been able to keep that yeah. for and so they, many people. And they actually, I think, work hard to keep mm-hmm. that city beautiful, you know, keeping yeah. the buildings clean, right. the right. exteriors right. of them, you know, because- right. Those old buildings, they get black, and they yeah. they're white there. They clean them and they yeah. keep it really beautiful. Whereas so a lot of the other cities in Europe you go to, there's so much tagging and graffiti right. and things. It's yeah. it's sad to see like oh so you're ruining this beautiful town. But they're they're not like pristine though, like they're right. beautifully old. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, true. Like, it's not like the Las unique... Vegas of Paris. <laughs> <laughs> yes, not like that, Karen. No.
Should we do some dilemmas? We have our expert here to help us mm-hmm. solve a design dilemma. Okay. So it says, hey, ladies. Hey. I recently discovered the podcast and have been loving it. I'm moving into a new condo soon, which has a small but light-filled room that I'll be using for a home office. I'm stuck debating between two colorways of your Margaret desk. I love the soft blue gray, which is shown on the left. But I'm worried that I will grow tired of it over time and will wish I had picked the white, which is shown on the right. Um, will the blue gray feel more exciting to me now while the painted furniture while will the painted furniture trend fade? Will it look dated soon? I'm hoping for this desk to be an investment I can keep for a long for the long haul. I'm attaching my vision boards for the room, which I love that she made vision boards. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. One in white and one in blue. Thanks, ladies. I hope to hear my question on the air. Well, here you are, Katie. You're hearing your question. So she's got <laughs> it's a very like classic styling that she's got going. She's got Suzanne's gourd lamp. Um, and she has uh, a sort of a galvanized metal rolling tray that I think she's going to use for organization, a Louis chair, um, round back Louis chair with a natural finish and just looks like cream linen or something on that. Uh, and a message board in linen with maybe like a little gold gilded, a sort of a Moroccan shape, but a gold or gilded um, frame. And so she's trying to pick gray, blue desk or white desk. All right, Suzanne. Well, <laughs> the pressure's I will, on. I actually would I would pick the soft blue gray. And one thing that um, I've done with the colors is they are really classic and timeless. And I think that with the combination of things you're putting together um, for the home office, I really just really love that kind of blue gray. Um, and I love the white as well, but I just think that's the one I would pick. Mm-hmm. And it really... Um, it's kind of a t- color that you can almost mix a lot of different things with, and it really will is timeless and will mm-hmm. not go out of style. I agree. Yeah. What wall color would you put with that blue gray desk and the, her her board of inspiration? Well, that I don't know because I think you could put almost any color. Mm-hmm. Um, you certainly, I mean, this what's happening right now is a lot of people are doing wallpaper and some really great patterns, small True. patterns. Mm-hmm. But that blue-gray color is, um, I mean, you could go with really dark walls. You could go with white walls. Mm-hmm. You could match the walls to the desk. Mm-hmm. You know, there just yeah. really are kind of unlimited options for that. Right. It is not a color that's so strong that it's kind of, yeah. you know, making you pick one direction. Because it's not, it's like it has blue in it, but it's not a true blue. So I feel like you right. would never get tired of it Mm-mm. because it's not... Right. Like you said, it's not so strong. It's yeah. it is really subtle. It's you can pretty... use that desk forever. You can make it a bedside table later or you mm-hmm. can right. make a, con- right. a bar or console in a dining room or something. It's it's great. Yeah. It's got it's great really lines. Has very yeah. simple. It's kind of designed to have a lot of options. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Katie. Is that good? We want to do one more? Yeah. This one I feel like is pretty short. Okay. So, I'll read the next one too, okay? My dining room is open to our reading room. How do you coordinate lighting between the two rooms? I want a more country French chandelier for the dining room, but I have no clue what to do with the reading room. And this is from Kibby, Kibby Jane. What a cute name. <laughs> um, when you can see one, from one yes. room to the other, what, what are our rules around that? Because I think people struggle yeah. with rugs too. Right. Like, if, right. do they need to match? Well, there is a sequence, of a visual sequence that happens in design. And I will say that is always... Um, the one thing is, as an interior designer, we're looking at with our clients, because what's really um, a key thing is picking out the fixtures together that visually connect. Mm. Um, but one thing, when you do a country French chandelier, maybe in the dining room, and then a lot of times in the reading room, you might want to do something that's a little bit cleaner and simpler. And also, there's um, you know there's so many new options that are kind of so that it's not as much of a chandelier, mm-hmm. like a, a like a pendant or something closer like it could to be the a ceiling, pendant, or it could something. be a lantern. It could be mm-hmm. a one of the lampshade, um, big lampshade lights. Mm-hmm. It could be kind of one of the bowl lights. But I think that's whenever I've done it. Like if, if you have a the dining room has like usually like the more traditional kind of chandelier look. Right. So then there's so many new options today for rooms right off outside. And they're doing them in so many great fun finishes and colors. Yeah. So should she do a, a finish that's similar between the two? Or like how do you – I'm thinking – okay, here's in my head when you were talking about that. It made me think of when you're getting dressed and you pick like a bracelet and necklace. They don't match, but it needs to coordinate. Yeah. You know, like you yeah. said, that you need to pick them out at the same time or at least, you know, have those in mind when you're 
Right. You're dressing the rooms like you dress your body. Yeah. Yeah. So it is, I think that's like, and we're sitting here in Karen's dining room. And one thing that she did is she brought, um, her lantern is painted a really great red in a room that's really neutral. Mm -hmm. So what's fun right now is that the reading room maybe could be something that's kind of, you know, a whole different, like more artistic um, kind of object with the dining room being the country French, right. you know, yeah. piece. Like very different yeah. pieces. Yeah. I okay. like it. So I think that would be fun. Kibbe Jane. And there's lots of new lighting options. And it's amazing today. So it sounds like everyone needs to get on Amazon and pre-order your book. That would be great. Sophisticated yes. simplicity, right? Yes. I got that right, right? Yeah. Yes. And I'm um, sure we'll be doing book signings in our new store in Atlanta. Oh, we're so excited. And we should talk about the new store opening <gasps> here in Atlanta. And we're going to have an event there. Yes, we are. I think um, that Friday, I'm going to come to the opening Thursday night, and we're doing an event Friday. Okay. Yes, I think Suzanne morning. will be at our grand opening. Yeah, I so. think we're doing like a which we would love to have a big turnout. Of course. Yeah. And we'll and, have your books. Um, we're really excited about that. Yeah, it's going to be beautiful. Yeah, we're excited to have the flagship store here in Atlanta. Our hometown. I'm so We've been ready. waiting for this for a few years. <laughs> That's it was right. really hard finding the perfect location. It only took 35 years. <laughs> That's yes. right. It's our anniversary this year. Oh, so it is. So we're having, years. we're celebrating a lot of things. That's right. We are. And then I guess they follow you on social media. Like what, where do they where, find you? Yeah. Um, is it Suzanne Kassler? SuzanneKassler.com, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I'm and then Instagram. Not, I don't know. You guys have to. I really don't know. <laughs> we'll put I, links I to it in the show notes. Maybe get it right. So someone I think it's just me. Suzanne Kassler, one word. All right. So people can find you on Instagram at Suzanne Kassler and your website, Suzanne Kassler Interiors, or just Suzanne Kassler? SuzanneKassler.com. SuzanneKassler.com. I'm looking right now. <laughs> and that's where you can also sign up for that really fun newsletter that you do. Yeah, called Inspired. That's I just cute. did it. Did it. Great. Thank you, guys. Thanks for coming by. Yes. Well, this is fun. Have Thank fun so tonight much. with John having some Mexican. All right. That's our show. Thank you so much for listening. You can leave us a review in your podcast app. We would love for you to leave us a five-star review. And, of course, send us your questions at podcast at ballarddesigns.net so we can answer them on a future episode. We are out. <gasps> we are? Yes. I probably have some of my own I could insert. So... <laughs> Please, we're begging you. Send us some questions. I do. You know what? I'm going to submit some because I need some help with my outdoor decorating. You already ask all your questions on the show. Oh, that's true. I can't <laughs> shut up. All right. I'll Just have, use an alias. I'll do it anonymously. <laughs> Fine. Follow us on social media, of course, at Ballard Designs. And then we have notes for all of, the, all of our episodes at howtodecorate.com slash podcast. We will link you to... Suzanne's Instagram, her site, her collection, her book. all all mm-hmm. the stuff we talked about in this episode, and it's just right there on the blog. So, um, God, until next time, <gasps> happy, happy decorating. decorating.